All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Hi, Priyanka! Oh, hello, Sean. <laughs> Good afternoon. We usually do these in the morning. Today's the afternoon show. How do you like the afternoon recordings? Do you prefer mornings? I much prefer morning. Oh, interesting. Okay. What about you? You know, I think I like to have my mornings to do all this other oh. stuff. So I prefer afternoon. Yeah, if given oh, a choice. Oh, interesting. But, I mean, I don't, I don't mind either. You know, I think we should just mix it up from time to time. That'll keep us well, on our toes so we won't like, you know, get sucked up in a routine. You got to mix it up, right? Speaking of mixing things up today, uh, oh my we have goodness. a wonderful guest, Antony Podolsky. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to talk to him. Yes. Isn't he so great? But first yes. I want to say this, I should have opened with this, but it's the first episode of 2023. Oh my goodness. This is yes. our first episode. It's the new year. It's the new year. I don't know how long we've been doing this show, but it feels like forever in the good way. Yes. We yes. have been doing it for a while now. I know, right? We're like good wine, Sean. It just gets better and better <laughs> with time. You know what I mean? Oh, I think this is going to be actually the 86th episode. 86th? That's amazing. Happy 86th. And, you Happy know, 86th. And, yes. and the re in restaurant talk, that means we're done. But 86th, Oh, really? Great. Interesting. Yeah, 86th of salmon. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but, well, we're, but we're not done today. We're just we getting started. But we ain't a restaurant. Started. But we <laughs> are going to have a chef on the show. That's we are what's gonna going to have a on. chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony Porowski. But wait, first of all, I want to ask the dumb, dumb question, uh, uh, the obvious question. I have to ask it. Yeah. New Year's resolutions. Mm. What are they? Do you stick to them? Do you change them? You know, my New Year's resolutions, you know, it's kind of like continue to grow, continue to expand, yeah. continue yeah. to open my heart. Yeah. To me, that's like, it's an ongoing evolution, right? Like, yeah. it's not just about the new year. I just want to keep kind of delving into right. working on my fears and just like yeah. a, the human experience. So you don't treat people like shit all year round. The new, <laughs> the new, year's, the new year's comes and you're like, okay, now I'm going to start treating people nicely. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not like, oh man, no. I, I want to name like someone. <laughs> now, wait, before we get into our guest caller, Sean, I'm yeah. noticing that you have a hand brace on or a finger yes. brace. Can I ask you about that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. Um, this is, I wasn't looking for attention or anything. This is, uh, this is kine kinesiology, right? Did I say that right? Tape? Yeah. Is kinesiology right? tape. Uh-huh. Kinesiology uh -huh. tape. And then it's wrapped wow. because I have a tiny bit of tendonitis in my right pinky. Okay. And is yeah. that from playing all the piano for yes. preparing for Goodnight Oscar? Yes. And uh, mm. from, it's the same repetitive motion from mm -hmm. playing the same piece of music, uh, mm -hmm. which I'm trying to prepare for, which I have like six, seven months Mm -hmm. of playing it every single night, which I'm super excited about, but I really mm -hmm. want to make sure I'm in shape and I don't have to think about it. So I'm trying to Absolutely. attack it early and doing mm -hmm. all the right exercises. And, mm -hmm. you know, so hopefully I can nip it in the bud before we start. Yeah, you know, the way you're preparing, it's like Olympic style preparation. Yeah. You have yeah. months in advance to get yeah. your body ready to do this grueling show night yeah. after night. It's so admirable. Oh, thanks. Yeah, people don't, I didn't. And I was included in what I'm about to say. 
I, like many people, didn't realize what it takes to do stage, a stage mm-hmm. show, a live stage performance mm-hmm. on Broadway night after night after night after night after night. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing, you know, I would have people, members of, certain members of my family be like, what are you talking about? You just have a, to do a show two hours a night or three hours a night or an hour, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's like, no, all that goes into the prep every single day, the stretching, yes. the warming up, the eating right, the sleeping, the thing. It's like a, a massive lifestyle. You can't go out and party. You can't have like a, right. you know what I mean? It's, it's, you're in creative jail, but it's a lovely jail. Oh, you know, totally. it's one I never want to leave, but and it's a lot of work. And to the people listening, I mean, if you didn't have a chance to watch Goodnight Oscar in uh. Chicago, it you know, it's going <laughs> to play on Broadway. And I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying it because I'm your co-host, Sean, like it was an incredible performance. I mean, That's it is sweet. just an incredible thing to witness and be a part of, you know? Well, and, and you're so sweet for saying that. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I really mean it. And, you know, to see you behind the scenes, how much you are preparing your body to do this thing, you know, I, I just want to invite the listeners to really be a part of that experience. It's incredible. Well, Priyanka, you're so sweet. How about the free plug from Priyanka? <laughs> That was nice. Uh, we open April 7th at the Belasco <laughs> Theater in New York. Okay, so before we get to our guests, let's hear from our listeners. Yes, I love this part. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, this first one is from somebody named Emily. Let's listen to Emily. Hi, Dr. Wally. Hi, Sean. I'm a very big fan of podcasts. I love hearing about all the people who overthink their health issues as much as I do. My name is Emily. I live in <laughs> New York too. City. And I've noticed that a lot of the calls have been about pregnancy, which is because a lot of really wacky things happen when you are growing mm-hmm. a human. <laughs> and this is one of them. So I was pregnant with my daughter in 2018, and I was about 25, 26 weeks pregnant. Everything Mm -hmm. was going pretty normally until I noticed one day at work a very large lump in my left armpit. And Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. a lump, scary, so I went straight to urgent care. It was after hours, after work. Mm -hmm. And they were a little concerned. They thought it might be a cyst. Uh, It came on pretty suddenly, so they sent me to my OB, which I got an appointment for later that week. And when I got checked out, my doctor was actually a little nervous. She said, this is potentially a tumor. Let's get you Mm. in for a sonogram ASAP. So I went to a very scary wing of the hospital that was reserved for breast cancer and women's health issues. got a very lengthy sonogram done on my armpit, sitting there sweating, very, very nervous. The tech made absolutely no noise, no smile, no joking. She went out and got the doctor. They came back. They kept looking. And then she said, oh, so it looks like you just have some mammary tissue that migrated from your boob into your axillary. Mm. Basically, you have an armpit boob. Um, Very normal, very (laughs) common. Oh, and don't be alarmed if when your milk comes in, it starts lactating. So uh, thankfully, mine did not lactate. Um, It's been about five years. I've been through a subsequent pregnancy. Uh, It never went away. So I just have my a uh, new friend, my armpit boob, which is an icebreaker of parties, but um, it would have been helpful. You know, they never included this and what to expect when you're expecting. It was never mentioned as something that could pop up at one of my many doctor's appointments. Right. Uh, so just one of those weird things that you're never going to know could happen until it happens to you. Wow. But hopefully mm-hmm. somebody listening to this podcast might find out. And if it happens to them, they don't freak out and think they have cancer for two yeah. weeks like I did. Yeah. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. thank you again for having such a wonderful podcast to give people like us an outlet. Thanks so much. 
Emily, that's, I mean, I've never I mean, heard of that. I've never Sean, heard of that. Sean, she's, she's clearly abreast on the issues here, ah, am I right? Priyanka! I was going to say, um, I, I, Emily, are you sweating? No, that's just milk under my that, armpit. I mean, that's uh, crazy. Can you imagine the icebreakers at the party? I mean, that's, what kind of party, like, want to see my third boob? Boob? My armpit I mean, boob? Wow. Well, thank God it came off. It was, it was nothing. Thank God. Yeah. But, like, yeah. is this common? And what do you just cut out the boob from your armpit? I mean, that's crazy. You don't, you don't have to... You you don't have to necessarily take it out, but but what this is called, it's called ectopic breast tissue. Ectopic uh-huh. comes from the Greek word ectopos, which means out of place. So it's uh-huh. basically breast tissue where it shouldn't be. But is it like a full third breast? So it depends. There's different kinds. Like you can have the breast tissue with the nipple and the areola, which is the area around the nipple. You can also have a breast tissue with a nipple and no areola, or you can just have breast tissue without a nipple, you know, and the nipple may not be like a full classic nipple. It could be like a freckle or Uh just a pore in the skin. And so, Uh you know, it doesn't sound like Emily had milk coming out of it, but yeah, basically if there's any glands present or if there's any ducts present, you can basically leak milk out of the freckle or the pore of the skin. I I feel like it begs for a name. Like if you have a third boob, you have to name it. I mean, probably, but you know what's wild? Like this is Betty. This meet Betty. (laughs) This is my third boob, Betty. Betty boob. You know, you know what's really interesting? Ectopic breast tissue, it's it's common, right? And the most common location is actually the armpit. But we human beings, we're mammals, right? And so there's actually a line, there are these lines on the body called the milk lines and uh-huh. breasts fall along the milk lines. But basically the milk line goes from the armpit all the way down to basically your pelvis. So uh-huh. they have had cases of ectopic breast tissue, even in like the vulvar and anal regions of the body. No way, no way. way. What? Yeah. I'm yes. leaking milk out of my anus and my penis. Is that what you're saying? Well, we don't see that as much. No, but yeah. have you? I've seen video of a guy lactating out of his nipple. Guys, can, oh, okay, so can he must milk. have had this. This is a case of ectopic breast tissue. The human body is really interesting when you start to look at it from just like an open perspective. That yeah. like, we actually come in all sorts of variations. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's yeah. not just this classic black and white way of looking at things. Like there's so many different renditions of the human experience. You know what, Priyanka? What? You're right. Our second caller is from somebody (laughs) named Ruthie. Let's listen to Ruthie. Hi, this is Ruthie. I love your show. So I've been going back and listening to older episodes. And I heard the one about Christian Bell in the very beginning about Sean's fear of um, peeing in the middle of the night and holding in his pee. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Priyanka explained that this woman had dropped dead because she drank too much water from hyponatremia, which is really, really rare. It's a textbook, the classic textbook question for medical school students of someone who ran a marathon and dropped dead because basically they drank too much water and had hyponatremia. That actually happened to me. Um, I had had a very small headache for a very couple of weeks and I thought wow. I was dehydrated. So I kept drinking water and drinking water for several weeks and I had a slightly headache. So I took Advil and kept drinking water. And I went on a little jog and I came home, drank a ton of water. And then for four hours, I was, um, I would vomit clear water, feel better. Wow. 40 minutes later, I would vomit again. It happened four times. And mm. then I decided time to go to the hospital. And it turns out I had had very rare case of hyponatremia. I had to have um, like four bags of IV and I wasn't allowed to drink water for a week. I had to only have fruit juices as I learned about the balance of H2O and sodium in your body. Thank mm-hmm. God I lived to tell the tale. 
Love your show. Thank you so much. Wait a minute. I have to, <laughs> wow, I, have to I have to understand. I always say this. Thank God you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Way to get yourself to the hospital. I know. I and love trusting that. your body. I know. I love that. And trusting yourself, you know, that mm-hmm. you're like, okay. So, but wait. I didn't understand. She drank too much water or not enough yes. water. So she drank so too much too water much. and she and she held in her pee. So she basically drank too much water and whether or not she held in her pee is irrelevant because what happened is her sodium levels dropped. I see, I see. And the thing about low sodium levels, which is called hyponatremia, hypo is the Latin word for low, natrium is the Latin word for sodium. So it's basically low sodium. That can be a potentially life-threatening condition. Like if you have low sodium levels and it's not treated, yeah. it can lead to seizures. You can be in a coma. It can even cause your brainstem to herniate out of your brain. Wow. It can lead to death. So, you know, Ruthie, I just want to commend you for for just trusting yeah. your body and, and knowing, hey, I've vomited water for the last four times. This isn't yeah. right. Yeah, you because, know? you know, I think a lot of people, me included, if you hear of something that's good for you, you will like triple down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I mm-hmm. hear drinking water is great. And you should drink eight ounces or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you drink 16 instead. You're like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this is going to be mm-hmm. Or are you hear that, you know, kale is good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'll eat kale buckets. at every meal. Yeah. And it's like, no, the rule is everything, you know, in moderation, balance, yes. try to do it. Yeah. So Ruthie, I'm glad you figured that out because it's something, sounds like something I would have done. Like, you mm-hmm. know, oh, I'll mm-hmm. just drink tons and tons of water. Well, and also, Sean, I just want to commend you. I mean, do you remember that conversation that we had? Like, I mean, it was like years ago now. And just like, I also just want to say, like, look at how far you've come. I'm so proud of you. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, we're making progress, listeners. We're doing this. I know. Ruthie, thanks for the call. I'm glad you're okay. Guys, the number to leave us a message is 1-323-529-6031. Again, 323-529-6031. We love hearing from you. Please keep sharing your stories with us. Now let's get to our guest. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, when we talk about like feeling your best self, I feel my best self when I'm doing self-care. When you put yourself first, you can be there for other people. It's not selfish. And part of not being selfish is taking care of your mental health as well. And that's why I like BetterHelp because it helps me get there. It helps me get to my best self by talking to a therapist. So when you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. So working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. So the things I've benefited from, from going to therapy, it helps me learn like positive coping skills and how to set boundaries for people, which I was never good at, but I'm a little bit better now. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash hypochondriactor today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash hypochondriactor. Oh, there he is. Our guest today is a television personality, a chef, an actor, a model just like me, and New York Times <laughs> bestselling author. You can watch his new series, Easy Bake Battle, on Netflix right now. It's Anthony Parofsky. 
Tchaikovsky. Yeah. I love the pronunciation. All right. <laughs> Didn't I, does, who says the V of the, the W? Not too many people. Anthony, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you. And so nice to Thank meet you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, look at your shirt. It says, there's a new star in heaven tonight. It's like an homage to Harry Chapin, Grace Kelly, James Dean. Um, oh, I love Shane that. Shane Mansfield. I love Aww. that. And is, is the word tonight uh, hyphenated? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, all right. What does well, that mean? Mm. Do you have the receipt? <laughs> Fair. <For> the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you for being. We're such big fans. Everybody's such a big fan of yours and the show Queer Eye that works here. So we kind of mm -hmm. can't believe you're here. But Aww. so it's really, really cool. No, I'm so pumped. I'm excited to get into it. Okay, good. So here's the deal. I want to talk about Easy Bake Battle on Netflix before we get into the good medical stuff, which is why we're here. Yeah. That you co-host it with Kristen Kish, and each episode, what, three cooks from their house, they put, like, their skills to the test? Basically, yeah. So so Kristen did the first episode, and I had a whole bunch of other awesome judges who came along for, like, very specific challenges. So it's home cooks yeah. basically showing us all of their hacks that they use at home. It's kind of like very TikTok-y, but very approachable. I love that. There's just <laughs> something that. about like putting a spotlight on people who did wanted to go to culinary school, but didn't pursue yeah. it in a professional capacity and yeah. showing that what they do has worth. And there are a lot of amazing moms. I love that. Mm. And I feel the heat from the spotlight on myself because <laughs> I, uh, I too, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. I don't know why. And it's so crazy that you're on the show today. By the way, this is the first show of the new year, so thank you. This is like such a great way to ring in the new year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love it. But anyway, so listen, this is so exciting and so bizarre you're here. I don't know why. I guess I'm not gay enough, but I just got into <laughs> baking. I'm not even kidding, like a month or two ago. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I baked. First of all, I'm sick of anything pumpkin. I can't make anything more pumpkin. But Fair. what I did was, I wish, I don't know where you live, but I need you to try my cheesecake. Here's the deal. I've been baking, like trying to make the perfect cheesecake for like a couple months now, and I think I nailed it. But this is such geek baking talk, just for one second, but this yeah. is so weird here. I never knew what a water bath was. I knew it was something like, you know, I had to give my grandpa once, but I didn't What's know. What's a like, water? I don't, I don't know what it is. What's a, a water, water bath? bath? A bain-marie. So a water bath is basically... You can use it to melt chocolate oh. without like burning it in the pot. Right. You use it in like a, a brimmed cookie sheet if you want to make creme brulee, for example. Mm. Right. It kind of like controls the heat around. It's really, right. it's like a very useful tool. And I say this as someone who does not bake because I can't deal with the precision. I'm very mm. much like team cooking. I love it. So here's the thing. There's some, it some, does something for my like OCD or something. But here's the thing. Look, I'm getting hot. I'm taking off my jacket. I'm getting hot <laughs> yeah, talking about I'm it. Noticing. I, I, should, I feel like I'm in a water bath now. Okay, so Let's here's go. the deal. Here's the deal. So, so Priyanka, this is what a water bath is. For anybody who's interested in making a cheesecake, this is one of the tricks. Is you know, like the big, heavy, thick, like turkey, you know, pans, yeah. right? Yeah. So you 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 fill that with boiling water. Then you take your springform pan that you put the cheesecake in. Okay. You know, the, the pan with the buckle on the side, right? Mm -hmm. And you you line that with uh, aluminum foil, and then you dip it into the you know you lie it into the water mm -hmm. bath. Then you put that whole big pan in the oven so that the moisture stays very in the cheesecake. Very carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very carefully. And, uh, but it, it helps. The other trick to a great cheesecake is when you put each egg, you know, I do it with four eggs, each egg at a time, you mix it just until the egg disappears. Then you got to stop. Mm. Then you put the ne mm. next egg in, then you do it, and then you stop, right? Anyway, it makes the perfect cheesecake. Oh, I love a good cheesecake. 
Also, my family does have to thank you, Anthony, for one of the recipes that you did on the show. It's like the one recipe where it's, you called it the green goddess recipe with like yeah. a bunch of cilantro and a bunch yeah. of oh, yeah. like um, uh, some other green thing. And I remember, cause we always like Indian families, we always have bunches of cilantro with us. You can yeah. only sprinkle it over so much food. Yeah. And I will never forget watching that episode. I was watching it with my mom and we both looked at each other like, oh my God, like, this is the answer to all of the cilantro that we have in our house. Yeah. So I mean, thank and, you. And it's like a different, it's a creamier version of, you yes. know, my best friend Rima, her mom came over on a Mother's Day and, and we made Bay Puri and she left a whole bunch of chutneys that I have actually frozen. But you use like jalapeno, cilantro, water. It's just like a thicker, creamier oh. version that's like awesome with crudite or just for uh, eating with a spoon, frankly. I love that. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Priyanka, I have a great idea to what, what to do with all that extra cilantro you have. Take what? it in the backyard and burn it because I hate <laughs> right, it. Right, because Sean, you can't taste no, no. cilantro. Can't. Yeah, you're one of those. <laughs> it's like putting mustard on something. You put mustard <laughs> on something, it only tastes like mustard. Put truffle on something, it only tastes like truffle. I'm not a fan of cilantro. So there is a genetic link. There's an enzyme issue that leads That's to true. some people not being able to register cilantro on and their Oh, in no, their I register it. I register it. <laughs> you just don't like it to be overpowering. I feel the same way, Sean, about cinnamon in savory dishes, like in a lot oh, of Moroccan food. Oh. A little bit can go a long, long way. way. It can mm -hmm. warm something up like a chili. But as soon as you have too much, it's like I'm just eating like mm. cinnamon stew. Mm -hmm. I can agree with this. I made lamb last night and I always put a little bit of cinnamon in the dish. Yeah. And I've totally made that mistake of overdoing the cinnamon. And yeah, yeah it, it totally. Yeah, I feel Guys, you. I, I'm now here. Here I am with the opposite. Can't get enough cinnamon. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, Queer Eye season seven. Oh. Anthony, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. This is this is unbelievable. Uh, most shows don't even go two seasons, if one. You're on season seven. I know. Is this the most high profile thing you've ever been a part of? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, no, I didn't know. I'm an idiot. I didn't know, like, if you were, like, came from fucking, you know, Mars and were like, I'm a big star on Mars. No, I, you know, studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse, came to New York to be an actor. As soon as I graduated, I thought I had it made. I had a manager and then I waited tables for 12 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Booked yeah. an extra walk-on role on Boardwalk Empire. That was my big moment to shine. Oh, my God. And then on an NBC show. And then when I was, like, almost ready to give up. I started working as a personal assistant to Ted Allen, the OG food and wine yeah, expert yeah, yeah, yeah. on Queer Eye. And mm. then I ended up working in a gallery as a gallery director because I love mid-century and, and, yeah. and French and uh, American deco. And mm -hmm. then Queer Eye came along and I was like, okay, it's like unscripted. It's not really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then here we are. But isn't that always the case? The path is written, made for you, at least when, when you least expect it, you're not looking for it. And when you look it. back, it's like everything fully made sense. Yeah. Right. For right. sure. For exactly. sure. Ted Allen prepared me for the job that he had without us even knowing that it was going to be rebooted. Like, right. Crazy. Right. It's right. crazy. Anyway, yeah. I, God, we're I also we're also lucky you're on it. We're also mm -hmm. lucky it's going for seven seasons. Thank Hopefully you it goes for forever. Mm -hmm. You are just a superstar in it. Yeah, it's one of those few shows out there that is like actually making a difference in terms of making the world yeah. a better place, yeah. shifting people's perspectives. You know, that matters. I think putting that kind of content out yes. really matters, especially yes. in the world we're living in right now. I think so, too. I think we need to humanize people on all ends of the ideological spectrum, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and giving them a chance to tell their stories. You know, when we go into episodes and I meet someone who I know right off the bat is 
very different than I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into details, (laughs) but those are the ones where I often (laughs) find myself having the most meaningful connections because I have to put all that shit to the side and be like, all right, let's talk about your relationship with food. Who do you want to show up for? Who are you not showing up for? Is it yourself? Is it your family? Is it Mm -hmm. a significant other? Do you want to date? Whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then those conversations come as a result. If we attack it with politics right off the bat, it's a missed opportunity to actually have a meaningful connection. Right. I I love love that. that. And you know, what you're essentially describing is the capacity to hold space for another human being, regardless (laughs) of their background. I mean, these are the same elements that we apply in a medical visit, right? Like when I'm holding space for people, right? You have to put aside your own stuff to really be present for the other person. So it's so great to see that being modeled in other ways, other facets of society. Uh As my therapist says, you got to meet people where they're at. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, wait. And while we're on the topic of therapists, my therapist gave me, I love her so much. Her name is Carol. She gave me a line (laughs) last week that I've been throwing around all my friends and they all like, clutch their pearls and freak out. Want is to it, hear it? Yeah. Is, yes, it called, is, it called, is it called There's a New Star in Heaven Tonight? Is that what the phrase <laughs> no. is? No. Oh, okay. So her, her line was, because we were talking about family dynamics and the holidays are coming up and you know how that goes. Yeah. Or maybe you have the perfect family. I don't. Um, and, uh, and what she said <laughs> was, the reason our family members push our buttons so hard is because they installed them. Ooh. Oh, man. Man. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's so good. It reminds me of another quote. There's this philosophical spiritual teacher named Ram Dass Lake, and he has this great quote that if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. And yeah, Yeah. it's so true. (laughs) That's great. You know what? Just to echo what Priyanka said before, you know, Queer Eye does put such such great vibes into the world, into the universe, and it's, we need more content like that. Like like the news, we need more news. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Okay, so let's get to the good stuff. Uh, Yes. I have no idea what this is. I'm so excited to learn about it. It's idiopathic what? Clubbing. Idiopathic clubbing. clubbing. Which is what I used to do in my 20s. Right, not that kind of clubbing. Being, Sean. Oh, yeah, sorry. just to be clear, idiopathic, the word idiopathic, it literally means like a disease of its own. So it comes from the Greek word idios, which means your own individual, and pathos, or which is the Greek word for suffering or disease. Usually they don't know what causes it. But Anthony, mm-hmm. let's hear let's hear your story and your yeah, experience. And it's, in, it's in your fingers, right? It's in my fingers. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I was born with quote unquote normal fingers. Okay. And Then when I was 24, 25, I was in Miami and I was doing runs on the beach every day in my sneakers on soft sand, which you should not do. And I woke up one morning and my ankles, I'm not exaggerating, were as thick as my calves. Wow. And I suddenly developed... I call them ET fingers oh, or idiopathic clubbing. Yes, wow. Yes. Um, we're looking at, at Anthony's fingers right now. And they're, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I went back to Montreal and my lower back really hurt and I had no idea what the hell was going on. So I get uh-huh. back to Montreal. I'm having breakfast with my whole family. And out of five of us, there are three physicians at the table. And I didn't notice my fingers. And they all looked and they got really excited weirdly. Mm. And they were like, holy shit, what happened to your fingers? Mm. So I had MRI, CAT scan, bone scan, Mm -hmm. everything checked. We couldn't figure it out. I did physio for about four to six months. I couldn't get out of a car without holding on to the handle because my lower back hurt so much. And I had to like move my ankles around. So we never figured out what it was, but Mm. the clubbing stayed. And the first time I really noticed was I played a lot of piano and my fingers are actually as wide as the keys. Mm. And so that was like really problematic. Wow. And then when I was cooking, sensitivity went down. So... 
I could put my hand in like boiling water to, to fetch for pasta and it didn't hurt as much. Wow. So we never figured out what it was. And then when I was on Queer Eye, season one, there were close-ups of my fingers while I was cooking and my agent and my DMs were flooded with nurses saying like, you need to go to a hospital oh. and get yourself checked. Because apparently idiopathic clubbing can happen when you're born breech or you have to check for heart or lung issues. That's Absolutely. all I know. Wait, what, wait what's breech again? What, uh, uh, it's like when you're flipped. Yeah, abnormal presentation in the uterus where the baby's like reversed. So you come, out, you, come out, you come out feet first instead of head first? You come out, yeah, yeah. bum first, yeah. yeah. So, so Anthony, you're right. So a lot of times, you know, in medicine, we're taught that when someone has nail clubbing, it's the result of low oxygen levels in the blood. And that could be a sign of underlying issues like an underlying lung disease or heart defects or even some infections can be associated with clubbing. But there is, a percentage of people that have idiopathic clubbing, there can be some kind of genetic association. I'm curious, did mm. anyone in your family have a similar signs and symptoms? That's a good question. I only learned that the actor Jeremy Renner also has idiopathic clubbing and we uh -huh. are not related. Okay. And you're like, great, because I'd love to date him. Yeah. Uh, no, but wait a minute. I, I, have oh, a, I have a clarifying question. So yeah. um, what was the time span between running and yeah. developing the clubbing? Like, was it yeah. weeks, months? Yeah. How quickly did it develop? That's what I want to know. I actually don't know because I only realized I had clubbed fingers until it was my father and my sister and they looked and my dad was like, hey, Alex, like, do you see his fingers? And she was like, oh my gosh, that's idiopathic clubbing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, it's idiopathic clubbing. And my mother said the same. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and so I... I, I, I genuinely, I have no idea how it came along. I just assumed that it was associated to this weird ankle situation that I had and like all the swelling that I had in my joints. Mm. I don't know if I was like working out too hard and not stretching, not taking care of myself because uh, I was an idiot in my 20s. I love that your whole family was like, oh yeah, it's idiopathic. Well, it's like, well, okay, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to share with me, family? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> And just to be clear, this just occurred on your fingers because sometimes people can get clubbing in their toes as well. Did you notice that? I have a little bit in my toes. It's not mm -hmm. as much, but mm -hmm. I've always considered my feet hobbit-like. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like the nails are definitely like, if I compare them to other people, like I always have like bigger toes and bigger nails. Mm -hmm. What if you? What mm -hmm. if we were doing this interview at the Shire in New Zealand? Okay, so but <laughs> well, wait. You know, speaking of Lord of the Rings, if you look at Gollum, he has clubbing. Yeah. Yes. In his I, hands, I, I, I clock in his that. fingers. I, I pay attention to anyone I see now to see if they have it as well. Yeah. Gollum and I are one in the same, frankly. <laughs> you know, the thing is, clubbing has been recorded in medical history yeah. as far back as the time of Hippocrates. Like in 5 BC, Hippocrates mentions this finding. And again, you know, usually it's the sign of an underlying disease, but I'm sure you mentioned you had all the workups like I'm assuming you had like lung function testing to all like look at your lung function. You had your probably your thyroid checked because hyperthyroidism can be associated with clubbing. I'm sure you had all the blood tests looking at your kidney and your liver function. And, you know, sometimes celiac can also be associated with clubbing. There's there's a whole laundry mm. list of things. You uh, know? But I have done I have dumb dumb questions. Can I ask my mm -hmm. dumb dumb questions? Yeah. yeah, yeah First yeah, of all, did Anthony get this? I, th I know we kind of talked about it, but we kind of glazed over it. Did he get it from running on the beach? Like, is that what started it? And then it was like a blood thing. And then I also want to know what are the complications of this in your hands? And is it 
dangerous or anything? So there are established case reports. Like I looked up case reports of young, healthy men who have idiopathic clubbing with no underlying medical illnesses and they don't have any symptoms or anything to worry about. They just have this clubbing. So your case, if you will, Anthony, is written about in multiple case reports in medicine. That makes me feel a little less special, but I'll take it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and in some of these established journal articles, they actually say quite blankly that we don't understand the mechanism. We think that there could be some kind of change in your blood vessel, Uh uh, the density at the level of the nail blood, and there's some kind of, you know, growth factors that are affecting Mm. the oxygenation. But it's all it's all theoretical. We don't actually understand the mechanism. Anthony, is it painful? No, I just have very low sensitivity. It's like the trick apparently is if you put your thumbnails to each other mm-hmm. to see if you have clubbing, you don't have a gap in between. But mm-hmm. quote unquote, normal people like for you, Sean, see there's a gap. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. like a little like a side eye situation. Yeah, you yeah, can see through. And with mine, they just fully oh, blank because wow. the nail beds are so oh, big. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The name of that test that you're describing, it's called the Shamroth window test. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what it's called. So the, How do the you Shamroth know so much? window test that so yeah the window closes in clubbing yeah that's yeah. interesting um i i used to, i used to stay until the doors closed in clubbing but um <laughs> but wait a minute now listen okay so so it's not painful there's no mm-hmm. like nothing to worry about as he gets older priyanka like there's no no i mean you know as long as you've ruled out heart issues lung issues mm-hmm. infections like tuberculosis or whatever if you rule all of that out it falls into this small category, this small class of people that can have idiopathic clubbing, you know, and there's nothing to sort of worry about per se. You might get people, though, like nurses, you know, giving you unsolicited medical advice because they don't know, you know, which that could, right, that right. could be annoying in its own right. This is sort of my own question in terms of, you know, you were in your mid-20s, you said, when this was going mm-hmm. on. And I'm curious, aside from all the working out, was there anything else going on in your life that was causing you some stress or any any big changes during that period that maybe might have changed your, your body's metabolism or anything like that? Well, it was my 20s, and yes. so I was a bit of a partier. Uh-huh. Um, not as much of a partier anymore. Like, for example, I did used to smoke cigarettes because uh-huh. I thought they were super cool, but my uh-huh. father chained me out of that very quickly. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't know if that had anything to do with it, with like lung capacity or anything mm. like that. But I've never had breathing issues because I've always been like a swimmer. Yeah. So that hasn't really been like a big problem. But like we we went down the list and I met mm-hmm. with like specialists in Montreal where I was living at the time. And mm-hmm. they just they were never able to really figure it out. I just mm-hmm. physio kind of helped with all of the the other symptoms that I had in terms of like mobility. And mm-hmm. that took like several months and it was painful, but, you know, got out of it. My ankles are still a little I have like a sensitive, a literal sensitive Achilles heel. Uh, oh, if really? I get like sports <laughs> massages now. My ankles are still a little wider than normal. They're a little more like stumpy. Right. But here's the, po- Anthony, here's the positive takeaway. Your hands are kind of sexy. Here's why. You look like a hard worker, like a blue collar kind of like dude. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, you I've been working all day. I just say day. blue collar. I wish people knew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like when you show me your hands, like, oh, those are very masculine working 
working I, hands. I, they're, they're weird and I like them and they're part of me and they're not going to change. So I might I as well embrace it. I think, I think they're, they're beautiful. Yeah. I, I think they're really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm going to make bronze casts of, casts yes. of them. Now. Please Send do and mail one, them. Please. Like, oh, those golems hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, You're exactly. like, no, they're my Christmas gift to you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the take home message here really is that part of your story that's so important that I want to like reiterate is that you had comprehensive medical workup to rule out all of the possible causes, yes, you know, yeah. and that's the most important thing that, you know, we're also celebrating that you didn't have all of the laundry list of possible causes. You know, I think that's wonderful news. Yeah, totally, totally. For sure. I mean, if anything, it did get me more on kind of like a path towards like I discovered functional medicine a little bit mm. after that and just like very mm -hmm. conscious about inflammatory foods. And I know we were joking about cinnamon earlier, but it's like I put two tablespoons of cinnamon because apparently it's really good for your blood in my smoothie every mm -hmm. morning mm -hmm. and a lot of turmeric. Oh, wow. So I try to like I try to like watch myself with other things and because I'm so, you know, food focused and obsessive mm -hmm. in my in my life that I figure like, okay, if it's something that I'm actually interested and passionate about, figure out how to use that in a way that works for me so that I could just make smart decisions in my late 30s as opposed to my 20s. I love I that. love that. Speaking of smart decisions, are you ready to play a quick game? It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, guess, because I give possible points for creativity. Sean, you're up first. Are you ready for the first I'm three ready. questions? I'm ready. Okay. First question. What vitamin does your body lack if you have the disease called beriberi? Beriberi? Yes. I don't, you got to tell me what the disease is when, after I answer wrongly, which is what vitamin, I'm just going to guess B. I don't know. Okay, that's actually correct, but do you know which B? Because there's multiple. That's yeah, right. there's. Well, well, you're partially right. So which B vitamin? Because there's different well, I kinds. Know, I only know twelve B twelve. Okay, well that is incorrect. So so beriberi is a disease <laughs> that uh, basically causes inflammation in your nerves, and it can lead to heart failure. And it's caused by the deficiency of vitamin B one. B one. Yes, also known as thiamine. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing guess, though, Sean. Okay, second, well, there's there's yeah. like three A, A, B, or C, or D, or four. Well, there's a, there's there's like B one, two, this, six, twelve. Anyway, happen. okay. Second question for Sean: What two celebrities have the couple name Benifer? Oh well, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That is correct. Third. Question. I really thought these were all going to be medical. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just the first one. We we actually started the show with all three medical, but yeah. Sean did so poorly, like yeah. consistently, that we had <laughs> right. to change the show. Which is why to we make started just one. Wait, which is why we <laughs> started a, a podcast. It's a pivot. It's a pivot. Okay. Third question in the movie Cat in the Hat, your character is a germaphobe who refuses to do what? <sighs> I don't. I mean. I don't remember it. The cat. Do you want to take a guess? Germaphobe. I, I, well, germaphobe. Shake hands. I don't know. That is correct. The answer is oh, shake is it hands. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's so you hysterical. got two out of three. Very good. Okay, Anthony, are you ready? No, but let's do this. <laughs> okay. Okay. You'll shine. First question: What is the freezing temperature of water? And I will accept either centigrade or Fahrenheit, whatever you prefer. I'm Canadian, so let's start off with centigrade. Great. Um, but isn't it? I want it. I like. I think I know the answer, but isn't it zero? That is correct. The answer is yeah, zero okay. degrees centigrade. I thought it was of a trick. <laughs> no, no tricks. Okay. No tricks. Okay. Right. So that's thirty-two Fahrenheit. That is correct. Yeah. I will give you an extra point for that. That is. But yeah. Also, you got both here, of them. here's a little pro tip that nobody asked for. 
But if you want easy conversion, 32 Fahrenheit is zero Celsius and 61 Fahrenheit is 16 Celsius. Oh, that's good to know. And you can kind of guess around the rest. But anyway, there you go. You you heard it here on Hypo, folks. That's it. That's the key. I was was mixed up. I can never remember if it's zero Fahrenheit or 32 Fahrenheit that's freezing. So that's why I go out in my shorts and zero. my, My take is the world is already such a challenging place to be in. Why do we have two systems? I can't even talk about it. We need to really just... I, yeah. Duke this out and choose one system for the world and move on yeah. with our lives. But okay. anyways. Okay, second question. Which Australian actress says in an ad for AMC, heartbreak feels good <laughs> in a place like this? I love this woman <laughs> so much. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. So, that is correct. So that much. is correct. Third question. Which season of Queer Eye took place in Georgia? One and two. That is what? correct. That is Woo! correct. So season two definitely took place in Georgia. So, Anthony, you win. You are Anthony, the best. Yeah! What did I get? Yes. What did you, I are get? In do- you are in Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You get to, you, I will give you my cell phone number yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> you get to gloat. At, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's oh. Anthony Parofsky. Please oh. check out the, the amazing show. I can't wait to watch it. Easy Bake Battle on Netflix. You are the best. We love you. Thank you for yes. being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for coming on and sharing your experience about idiopathic clubbing. Yeah. It affects a lot of people. So thank you for that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you, pal. It was a pleasure. Hope to see you. Take All care. Right, take care. Bye. Bye. Ooh, what a delight. What a what a delicious, yeah. delicious delight. <laughs> easy going, easy going, like super yes. smart, like yes. owns his position in life. I love that I guy. know. I feel so lucky to have had a chance to talk to him. And then our callers today, Emily and Ruthie, about their stories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am I am filled, Sean. I am Priyanka, fulfilled. Another, I'm, I'm filled. <laughs> another winning episode. Yes. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Until next time, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.